We're going to talk about President Obama's, Obama's visit to Hiroshima and um, how he will not be apologizing for the World War II bombing. The White House, as I said earlier, braced itself for criticism, and there's been, there's been criticism, but not to the degree that the White House and others thought there would be. President Obama, as I mentioned, will become the first U.S. president to visit Hiroshima in Japan later this month. He will not apologize for the United States dropping an atomic bomb on that city at the end of World War II. White House has confirmed that just yesterday. President Obama was awarded a Nobel Peace Prize early in his presidency in 2009. And part of that was for making nuclear nonproliferation a centerpiece of his agenda. At the end of this month, on the 27th of May, he will tour the site of the world's first nuclear bombing with Prime Minister Shinzo Abe of Japan. Now, this is the last term in his presidency, and obviously nearing the end of this last term that approaches at the beginning of the year in January. The president's going to highlight his continued commitment to pursuing the peace and security of a world without nuclear weapons. That's according to a statement from the White House. Ben Rhodes, the deputy national security advisor, wrote in a separate blog that, quote, he will not revisit the decision to use the atomic bomb at the end of World War II. Instead, he will offer a forward-looking vision focused on our shared future. Now, the visit is part of a week that he's going to be May 21st through the 28th uh, throughout the continent of Asia. It will include a group of seven summit in Japan, and it will be his first trip to Vietnam as well. I don't think there'll be apologies there for what we did, why we were there, and some people still can't answer that question. The Asia trip seems to reinforce the geopolitical pivot toward that region. Friends and allies there have sometimes questioned our commitment as a nation, and specifically this president, his presidency, this administration, and Washington. The Hiroshima tour is going to be symbolic, and it will symbolize a new level of reconciliation between two former wartime enemies. Right now, the United States and Japan are very close. They're close allies. And it will also underscore the president's efforts to improve that relationship and the ties between America and Japan, marked by an Asia-Pacific trade pact, as well as cooperation against China's pursuit of maritime claims, and of course, more and more recent threats, nuclear threats, from North Korea. On the final day of the summit in Japan, President Obama and Prime Minister Abe will visit the Hiroshima Peace Memorial Park, and that is right near the very spot where a U.S. warplane dropped an atomic bomb 71 years ago. This was a hotly debated issue within the White House. Do we go or not to go, right? You know, do we stay or do we go? Maybe play that song later, right? The decision to go there hotly debated in the White House. Why? Well, there were concerns that a U.S. presidential visit would be heavily criticized here in the United States, especially if it's seen as an apology. And that's one of the reasons the president is not apologizing. Take you back. The bomb was dropped on August 6, 1945. Instantly, thousands of people were killed. By the end of that year, about 140,000. And then another dropped on Nagasaki on August 9th. Six days later, Japan surrendered. 
There are some who believe there would be no surrender had there not been a second bombing. But there are people that still to this day have problems as a result of the radiation and the carnage in what was unearthed in Japan with those bombings. There were birth defects, cancer, lots of medical problems for people that were alive, for women that were pregnant, and even women who brought children forth, and even skipping generations and lasting throughout generations. There have been mental, emotional, and physical on the people, not just the landscape of Japan, lasting ramifications of that decision for the United States to drop not one but two bombs on August 6th and the 9th on Hiroshima and then Nagasaki. The majority of Americans view the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, by the way, as justified. The justification was that we needed to end the war. It did end the war. And there were lives saved, American lives. Most Japanese, well, I think you'd agree and understand that they would see it as unjustified from their position. Press Secretary Josh Earnest said it was, quote, an entirely legitimate line of inquiry for historians when asked why the White House had decided not to use Hiroshima to issue an apology at this visit. He told reporters that while President Obama understands the United States bears a special responsibility as the only country to use nuclear weapons in wartime, the president will emphasize Washington's responsibility to lead the world in an effort to eliminate them. In, in his defense, President Obama was not in the White House. Harry Truman was. And Harry Truman was a great president in many ways. Some people consider him greater, if not greater, because of this. Some people consider this a stain and a sin and a blemish, not only on him and his soul, but America's, when we look back at history. I don't think, you know, this isn't like priests molesting children and the head of the church speaking out about that and then, you know, hiding it. This is not about Nazis who didn't help people who were being exterminated outside their front door and they had knowledge of it and it went on for years. This was a very quick decision that was privately and secretly achieved between the President of the United States and our leaders in the military and the Pentagon and what they felt was necessary. Now, some people think if we had not dropped those bombs in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, we'd be speaking Japanese or German today, depending on how you split the world up. And remember, some people say, well, we had, would have not, not even been involved in World War II, and it wouldn't have been a world war had Japan not bombed Pearl Harbor. The leader of that had been educated right here in the United States at Harvard University. Now, the Prime Minister of Japan, Prime Minister Abe, spoke to reporters in Tokyo and said that he hoped to turn this into an opportunity for the United States and Japan to together pay tribute to the memories of the victims of the nuclear bombing. Remember, the President is not denying that what we did had vast consequences. I think he's stating that just by visiting this memorial. That can't be denied. That's a fact, folks, whether you agree or disagree with the bombing. And he told reporters that while the you know, that while the president understands the United States bearing a special responsibility is the only country to use nuclear weapons in, in wartime and emphasizing Washington's responsibility to lead an effort to eliminate them, 
this looks like something to continue and, and work upon and grow a relationship between two nations. Here's what Prime Minister Abe said. President Obama visiting Hiroshima and expressing toward the world the reality of the impact of nuclear radiation will contribute greatly to establishing a world without nuclear arms. The president's visit will be a symbolic capstone for the nuclear disarmament agenda, which, by the way, the president was not alive when this took place. Uh, president uh, the visit will be a symbolic capstone for the nuclear disarmament agenda, and he laid that out in a landmark speech when he spoke in Prague in 2009. His aides tout last year's Iran nuclear deal as a major piece of his foreign policy legacy. And the president has made only modest progress towards securing the world's loose nuclear materials, and there's no guarantee that his successor in the White House will keep the issue a high priority, even if it's a Democrat. Lisbeth Gronlin is co-director of the Union of Concerned Scientists Global Security Program. And she said that President Obama must, quote, do more than give another beautiful speech and should announce the concrete action on nuclear disarmament when he visits Hiroshima. After U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry visited Hiroshima last month, survivors of the bombing and other residents said, that if President Obama visits, they hope for progress in ridding the world of nuclear weapons rather than an apology. One of my dear friends is a Japanese-American. Her parents, as children, lived in Manzanar, a true stain and embarrassment on our nation, in my opinion, under the leadership of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And she said that, different than the Jews, and I am half-Jewish, we were talking about our cultures, that... The Japanese, I asked if her mom would come on the show to talk about Manzanar, by the way. Her dad is deceased. And she said she knew her mom would not. She said, you have to understand a Japanese culture, it's sort of like, well, that happened, it was bad, you know, take a deep breath, move forward. Forget about it. And she said, whereas in the Jewish culture, you guys like to talk about it, you know, you know, have memorials about it, maybe go to court and fight for retribution or whatever. And she said, that's just not how Japanese culture is. And I say that because you don't hear the Japanese saying, if he comes, we're not going to go. And I'm not sure how much protest you'll see from the Japanese. Very different culture. So I want to ask you some questions and get your take on it when we come back from break. Here we go. During his visit to Hiroshima, the first by a U.S. sitting president, U.S. President, President Obama will not apologize on behalf of the United States for dropping not one, but two atomic bombs, but an atomic bomb on the city he's visiting, as we did at the end of World War II. Should President Obama apologize? Yes or no? Why or why not? 888-6LESLIE. 888-653-7543. Following the historic Iran nuclear deal achieved last year, the president will, quote, highlight his continued commitment to pursuing the peace and security of a world without nuclear weapons while in Japan. How do we as a nation and a world reduce the amount of nuclear weapons on this planet? 8886-LESLIE. And will we ever live in a world without nuclear weapons when we're not getting rid of ours and neither are some of our key allies like Israel or India for that matter? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Bottom line, should we in hindsight, America, have dropped that bomb on Hiroshima? 8886-LESLIE. If you say no, what were all our alternatives? What alternatives could have been used or decided upon at that time? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And be very honest with me, this is not about Democrat or Republican. What would have happened if we did not do this 
to end World War II. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Now, that bomb we dropped on Hiroshima on August 6, 1945, killed thousands instantly and 140,000 by the end of the year. If there was an apology in order, shouldn't it have been given already? Years ago, not 71 years after the fact by a president who wasn't even born yet. 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537543. Who do you believe would do a better job keeping the nuclear program of Iran and North Korea minimized once elected president? Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton? Who would minimize the nuclear programs in Iran and North Korea? Trump or Clinton? 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537543. And in April, Donald Trump advocated for Japan, South Korea, and Saudi Arabia all to become armed with nukes. How could he possibly be trusted to advance nuclear disarmament in the world when he's encouraging more of the same weaponry that we are trying to get rid of on this planet? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Now, as I mentioned, survivors of the bombing in Hiroshima and other residents say that if the president visits, they hope for progress in ridding the world of nuclear weapons rather than an apology in order to rid the world of nuclear weapons. Does the United States also need to rid ourselves of the weapons that we have as well? 8886-LESLIE, 8886537543. Will that ever happen? 8886-LESLIE. And would other countries agree to get rid of theirs if we led by example and not just by rhetoric? 8886-LESLIE, 8886537543 is the number. We're talking about Hiroshima, the first sitting U.S. president's trip there. An apology, yes or no, in hindsight. Should we have dropped that bomb? The first and the second. 8886-LESLIE, back after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 8886-LESLIE. We are back. Let's talk about it. President Obama will be the first U.S. sitting president to visit Hiroshima. Should he stay or should he go? 8886-LESLIE. Should he apologize? 888-653-7543. And should we have dropped that bomb 71 years ago? 8886-LESLIE. 888-653-7543 is the number. Um, Okay, let's go to Jim in Albuquerque, New Mexico, listening on KABQ Online 2. Hey, Jim, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. Big questions you ask, and uh, my answer is yes, we should have dropped it. Operation Coronet was scheduled from May of 1946 to next year. They were forecasting 400,000 casualties. We only lost 200, well, only, forgive me for saying that. 258,000 Americans had died for the four years of fighting. And now we're going to double that number in three months because the Japanese were training children, girls, young boys to attack with sticks and grenades, and it would have been... uh, Horrific. Uh, I myself have made an interesting journey by seeing the Enola Gay in Washington, looking through the northern bomb site that they had on display in the Smithsonian. And then as I served in Japan, I found my way to Hiroshima and actually stood on the bridge where they dropped the bomb and uh, saw everything that they've set up there. And I think it's wonderful that the president's going. I don't think he should apologize, but at the same time, I think it's a place we all need to go so we see how horrific nuclear war is. Okay. And, uh, yeah. 
Uh, you know, it's interesting you say that because my brother um, lives in Hawaii, he lives in Maui, but he used to live in Honolulu. And when my mom and I went to visit him in Honolulu, he'd work during the day and um, we went to the USS Arizona. And it's so different to go to a place than to see something on TV, watch, uh, read something about it online or hear about it in a, in a school room, in a classroom. Yeah. And I agree with you. Being there has a, has a huge uh, significance and impact. Uh, any last comment before we take a break? When you were on the Arizona, did you see the oil leaking from the tanks still? Actually, no, but I, but I have to say there was just something eerie about the fact that those bodies were left down there in graves the way they, they were left the way they had been put there. And there were so many Japanese visiting that some Americans felt uncomfortable. Um, and you could see some bitterness and, and anger. But no, I didn't see that oil. Interesting. Thank you for your call. We're going to take a break and take more of your calls. When we finish with a call, your cue to call through. Line available right now, 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Back after this. We are back. Let's continue with the calls. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Talking about President Obama at the end of the month, in this month of May, going to visit Hiroshima. And uh, he will not apologize, should he. And um, should we have dropped that bomb on Hiroshima? And should the president even be going? Some people say no. What do you say? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Cliff is in Virginia on line three, listening on iHeartRadio. Hey, Cliff, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. Uh, as far as your question of the day, whether the president should apologize for the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, I really think it's kind of a moot point because whether he apologizes or not, it's not like he can go back in time and change the decision of the United States to deploy that weapon against Japan during World War II. So I would focus on how we, our two nations can move forward and we can learn from that tragic experience. Both nations lost many lives as a result of World War II. I mean, the bombing of Pearl Harbor and the bombing of those two cities. So I really don't know what we can do other than having our two nations work together to move forward so we never see ourselves on the opposite sides of the battlefield ever again. Right. Okay, so this is about moving forward. Whether we apologize or whether somebody says, hey, we shouldn't have done that, we are wrong to do that, whatever, it's done. And and this president wasn't even born. Got to move forward. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. Anything else, Cliff? Yeah, I just think that, you know, a lot of times, you know, with that with that weapon being deployed, I don't think, the, you know, the powers that be in the United States understood what they were doing when they deployed their weapon and the level of horror it, it, it uh, unleashed upon the people of Japan. So I think a, bit, uh, a cautious reminder is that whenever we make a decision to deploy a weapon system of that magnitude, that we take in the human cost attached to that and what impact that weapon will have against the populace like it did in Japan. All right. Thank you. I appreciate your call, as always, and your contribution to the program, Cliff. Let's go to Phoenix on line four next, listening on KPHX. Jeff joins us. Hey, Jeff, good afternoon. Yeah, the United States didn't know the power of the weapon. You know, yes, yes they should uh, apologize. In Vietnam, Thompson Bay was a lie. Hiroshima was a lie. What could we have done better? We could accept the surrender, where the Japanese had been surrendering for a year prior to dropping that bomb, which they don't seem to talk about. Because the reason they needed to drop that bomb was they needed to know whether, in theory, it could do what they said it could do. 
So that's why they dropped that bomb on a city, not on a military installation, but a population of people. They didn't drop it on their military fleet. They dropped it on the people to see what damage it could actually do to a city. If I paid you a couple of million dollars to make the fat man and the skinny boy, whatever it was called, I need to know, in fact, in theory, in fact, not in theory, if it could do what it said it could do. Now, Japanese have been trying to surrender once they realize they have been goaded into this war. Just like when you hear about Tonkin Bay and Vietnam, I guess people today would still say, even though that was the right too, our ships wasn't fired upon that, we shouldn't apologize to them for either uh, before we go into uh, Southeast Asia and killing so many people because, uh, you know, well, when, even though we shot at them, they shouldn't have shot back. Yeah, but then again, yes, why, should why should President Obama apologize for actions that were not of his doing and he wasn't even born during a different president's administration. I mean, should any, you, anybody undermine or question a former president's actions as a sitting president? The reason, he, the reason he should apologize is because he represents the United States now. Well, well, so should he, wait, so that, wait, that, wait, 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 should he then apologize for our invading the sovereign nation of Iraq? Hey, was it illegal? What? I said, was it illegal or legal? Was it justified or not? Were we was it illegal? Invading a sovereign nation? Yeah, it violated international law and the Geneva Conventions. Well, then, yeah. Well, then I mean that we were wrong, right? So if you do something wrong, you don't think you should apologize? I, but I think in politics and in government, apologies are lame. I mean, you know, action is what's necessary, or change yeah, is what's necessary. You may think apologies are lame, but what does that mean? Well, you know, yeah, I, 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 have two, I have two kids. My son must apologize ten, ten times a day and then does the same thing the next day. There's nothing good yes, with yes, an yes. apology unless, there, unless there's, yes. A, two, yes, yes. Wait, unless there's yes. A, true remorse, and B, the behavior changes. But President yes, Obama, President Obama is not guilty of the action that the, no, you want him Obama's to apologize not for. Guilty. No, Obama's not guilty of the action. He's simply trying to make a verbal rep- reprimand for the action that our nation took. The nation that he represents. So you're saying there were all you feel there were alternatives. You feel Japan would have surrendered. Yes, there were alternatives. They were trying to surrender for at least a year once they realized that they have been goaded into that conflict. Yes, there were alternatives. Well, you know, can I tell you something? Wait, 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 wait. Can I tell you something? Um, The History Network, History Channel, they have actually a whole thing about that. It's entitled The Greatest Hoax in American History, Japan's Alleged Willingness to Surrender Before the Bombs Were Dropped. That's the title of their piece. Well, listen, if you want to deflate the facts, you can always create a Well, I think the History Channel is pretty – when I watch the History Channel, they're pretty right on. I learned some things in history that my history teacher didn't tell me. History that's false. Okay, wait a minute. So let me get this straight. The History Channel is wrong in its facts, and you're right in its facts, in your facts, correct? The History Channel will tell you about how our ships were attacked in Tonkin Bay. Did the History Channel tell you that? I'm asking you a question about what you claimed. I'm asking you a question about what you said, the statement you made about the history. You have the contention that the government of Japan, no, I'm asking you for facts since you're disputing what I'm giving you. I'm asking you, you said it was the contention of the government of Japan that they were prepared to surrender during the summer of 1945 prior to the bombings, correct? Yes, that's correct. Once they realized what this is really about, and it's the history channel that also gave you this, this complete rundown on how we, we had to go to Vietnam because we were attacked. That saying his story, which is pushed together into history, which didn't happen the way they presented, 
Well, I think they're ju- just like the the JFK thing. There are different people with uh, different grassy knolls, but uh, although the blogs on this and the opinions are very compelling, there's no just there, there are no facts that substantiate that. That it's, it's, it's strange how history always asks you to believe, not to believe your lies. Could you eyes. give me one example, just one from a Japanese source, because no other person who makes this claim has been able to. Listen, I, no, 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 Japanese thought. I've read this, I've gotten it, you know. Where is the evidence? Can you cite some evidence that the Japanese, can you cite, look, I'm not saying the bombing was right at all. I'm simply asking, you said the Japanese were trying to surrender. I want the evidence cited because nobody cites any evidence, which is why historians call this a hoax. And you know how you can read this stuff? When you, when you, uh, it's a good thing just to go to the National Security Memorandums and read them on different issues. That really? So all of the historians throughout the world, in and outside the listen, United States, who say that this is a hoax because there's no evidence cited, have missed listen, this one thing earth-shattering that you're providing. Can I say this real quick? Even in the National Security Memorandum, I think, it's, I think it was... 2001001. I can't remember the exact code. They they went before the Congress and asked for 50 million dollars to create the human efficient the HIV virus. That's even in the National Security Memorandum. I think it was zero one. No, I think what you're. I think what you're. If you want to. If you want to look at history and if you want to be accurate, look at the facts. Okay. And the facts are that there was a claim that in Harry Truman's diary, the entry of July 18th, that there was a telegram from the Japanese emperor asking for peace. However, that is not what was written and not what was inquired about. What happened was the Japanese foreign office made an attempt uh, under the suspicious eyes of their military to, to persuade the Soviet Union to broker a negotiated peace that would have permitted the Japanese to retain their pre-war empire and their imperial system, not just the emperor, and it would all remain intact. Now, no American president would have or could have accepted such a settlement. Obviously, we couldn't accept any means for the Soviet Union. It would have meant abandoning the uh, aims of, of war that we uh, went into, but of, of course, it would be making decisions the United States would be making on behalf of uh, the uh, Soviet Union. Um, there, if you look, just go online, and there's plenty of history that backs this up. Um, there, are, you know, and and there are facts. I mean, Harry Truman's diary exists. What was written, what was documented, exists. Let's go to more calls. Eight 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 six Leslie. Eight 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 six five three seven five four three. John on line five uh, in New Mexico. Hey, John. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Leslie. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Um, I'm 74 years old. I was three and a half years old when they dropped the bomb on Hiroshima. I don't remember the day. I've listened to the debate all my life. I was a personal friend of the director of mathematics at Los Alamos, who is now gone. New Mexico was the center of nuclear activity. We were were horrified that, that the Germans bombed London. The bombing of civilian populations is never justified. The dropping of the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki was a horrible crime. I'm sorry. I understand the rage of war. It was a horrible crime. I think because the Germans and the Japanese were so wrong in World War II that the United States developed this American exceptionalism, we're right. We can do whatever we want. It is perpetuated to this day with drones. I'm against it. 
Do you think the president should issue an apology? No, I think it's moot. I think that's just political. I think that's just talk. The, the people who died, suffered and died, I mean, it's over. I mean, I, I, that's just talk. I think we should recognize that the use of terrible weapons against civilian populations is always wrong. And as a world, not just the nation, as a world, we must turn away from it. Do you agree, do you agree the United States must lead by example and, and get rid of our own nuclear weapons while asking the rest of the world to follow suit? That's a terrible question because it's a dangerous world. And how can I go unarmed in a world? Well, then it's not a terrible people. question. It's a question that causes you pause for thought. So, my, my, if you say yeah. that we need to, you know, get rid of all the nuclear weapons in the world, everybody but us, that doesn't that feed into the very statement you made opening this conversation uh, with, you know, drones and the bombs and, you know, where we think of ourselves uh, in 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 in, uh, in respect to the rest of the world. I don't know. As retaliation. I do believe that we probably need to keep some. <laughs> Interesting. I've, I appreciate the call. A bit of flip-flopping there in your own uh, in your own opinion. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, we got people running for president doing it all the time. I'm Leslie Marshall. We'll be back. If you're holding, hang on. You want to join us, 888-6-LESLIE. We're talking about Hiroshima. President Obama will be the first U.S. sitting president to visit there at the end of the month. He will not apologize. And there are many people say that we should not have dropped those uh, bombs. Let's read some tweets. No Ho Kev says, Leslie, 100,000 would have died if we had invaded Japan. Um, and um, an, an, another uh, says, Rob says, I doubt the Japanese will pay retribution for the lives lost during World War II. Howard says, after demanding an unconditional surrender of a beaten nation, it is the United States that should reconsider nuking of civilians. Mike said his father operated landing craft and was training for the invasion of Japan. And Lisa said it would have never been an, never it would have been a never ending war. One side had to surrender. The U.S. knew it would not be us. We'll be back. We're back talking about the president's visit to Hiroshima coming up the end of the month. Let's get back to it. Eight 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 six Leslie. Eight 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 six five three seven five four three. We go to Lonnie listening on KABQ on line two. Hey, Lonnie, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, unlike most people, I have kind of a direct connection to what happened in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and indirect. The intelligence officer that was in charge of the Pacific Theater during World War II was a good friend of mine. He was well aware of the fact that the bomb was going to be dropped on Hiroshima and was told to gather information as to what was going to happen. One should recall that during the war, we were firebombing Tokyo and Japan daily. Communication lines were down. We killed over a half a million Japanese in Tokyo alone just through the firestorms we created with our napalm bomb. When the bomb was dropped in Hiroshima, Hiroshima was chosen as a target because it had not been bombed once during World War II. It had no military target. We hit it so we could better see what the bomb was capable of doing. When the bomb hit Hiroshima, it took several days for the brass 
in Tokyo to believe that this has happened. We must realize that when you're getting bombed daily, rumors are rampant in a, in a country like Japan, as it would be here. Look at the rumors that ran here when we ran around here when we got hit after 9-11. There was a reason for dropping the bomb on Hiroshima. The, war, the officer that was in charge of gathering intelligence begged Truman not to drop the second bomb because Japan was going to surrender anyway after they uh, seen what happened in Hiroshima. He wanted them to wait a couple of more days, but the response from the headquarters was the bomb, the Long John, which was the second one, it was a gun-type weapon, was already in the breach. So they dropped it out of, well, here's for Pearl Harbor sort of attitude. There was no reason for dropping the second one, and the officer that was in charge of intelligence was very upset over it. He complained and was actually decommissioned because of his objection. Well, actually, it's interesting because that I have heard. I have heard that there uh, there was a lot of uh, – they, they thought Japan would surrender quicker. You know, you got, what, approximately 72-plus hours uh, between number one and number two. Um, they did not know the full extent uh, of the damage. And it is very much like America to say this is for what, you know, you did to us. I, I mean, hell, we've even invaded, you know, nations that had nothing to do with an attack on the United States, like when we, we invaded a, a Iraq and we're going after Saddam Hussein after 9-11. And even though he may have been, you know, a, a bad guy and did terrible things in his country, he had nothing to do with September 11th and the attack on our nation that day. Yeah, like I said, it was. Uh, I could never see why they dropped the second bomb after I met and worked with this uh, officer when I was in the U.S. Army. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. Interesting how many connections people have, whether it's one, two, or six degrees of separation. Paul's listening on KTRC. He is on line three. Paul, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. Great, great show. I wanted to, well, agree with you. I think I heard you say that actions are more important. President Obama going there is a huge um, symbolic gesture of being anti-nuclear, because I've been there. Uh, I was stationed in Japan in the military for three years, and I, I, made, I got on a train, and I went there to Peace Park. And without it would take too long, but it is a moving experience. And, um, you know, and, and we have nuclear capabilities on our ship, you know, and we have a treaty with Japan. We used to have to unload them out at sea, extremely dangerous, before we came into port. Ah, we're going to go back to you because I, I'm not trying to get rid of your comment. I just can't hear you because of the um, static, Paul. We will come back to you. Let's go to Michael in the Bronx next on line one. Michael, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. How are you doing? Good. You know, I want to say to the right-wingers, let's cut the crap already. The reason why I say this is because, yes, President Obama is going to Hiroshima, but why should he have to apologize for something that he wasn't even born yet? You know, I wasn't born yet. I, he shouldn't even really be forced to make any comment except maybe, like, you know, I can feel your pain, but I cannot comment as to what decisions were made back then. Maybe he might say, like, if it was today, he might take a different approach. I don't know. but he I, I don't think that. I, Michael, I disagree with you 100 percent, and let me tell you why. Okay. Yet, one, this is a president who's talked about putting the car in D and drive moving forward. Two, right. you don't say, 
with an ally that you have a good relationship with and trying to prove a relationship, if we were at war with one another, you don't open that door. You don't even allude to. You such. know, you're right. You're, you're right about. You're right about that. I was just so upset as to why is President Obama being put on the spot. Well, some would and, say he put himself on the spot by being the first U.S. sitting president to go there. But like in the you know uh, like the last caller we couldn't finish with because of the static there said, I think he makes a good point, which is actions speak louder than words. Um, and an action of a first U.S. sitting president going there speaks volumes. But let me say this part, that if there was an apology to have been made, and I think you brought it up, you have several presidents, both Republican and Democrat, in the past, and the fact is that we've had radio and television airwaves for several years, that an apology could have been made on the public airwaves even without having to go to Hiroshima. Okay. Uh, thank you, Michael. Uh, let's go to Paul. Uh, Paul, 60 seconds left there on line three. Go ahead, Paul. Finish up. Yeah, I don't know where I dropped off, but, you know, it's a moving experience to go there, and I encourage everyone to do it. Um, As a member of the military, Paul, do you think it was the right thing to do historically at that time? You know, I, not the way it was done. They could have picked, you know, Japan has all these little islands. They could have dropped it and blown an island out of the water and say, hey, the next one's on you. They didn't have to start with people. Yeah, no, I agree. Although I do think an island would not have necessarily got a surrender from a nation that taught its pilots to commit suicide, right, to to bomb us. Uh, I'm Leslie Marshall. Thank you uh, for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. Hope you will as well. And every weekday, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Mark and Andrew, you guys rock. And so do all of our listeners.